239-1210, and let's go to Hector and Kim. Yeah, how you doing? Hey, Hector, what's going on, man? Yeah, how you doing? Yeah, I, want, I wanted to talk about the gun issue. Uh, also, you, you, I also wanted to say something about that issue you're talking about now, sedition. But, yeah. uh, well, sedition, the way you described it, they were, when you were reading the language of that law, it says by force. It seems to me that law refers to, for example, a foreign government that has a military that might want to invade the United States. You might, you might try to find another law that deals specifically with government officials like Clapper or somebody like that. Well, these are specific to United States citizens. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, uh, is there like a description of uh, what they, the, that by force means? Do they have to have like or an organized uh, group with weapons and things like that that would kind of like invade a local military installation, like an army, po an army base, you know, like... Uh, well, that's uh, what's open to interpretation. So w what are you arguing? Are you saying that he did or did not? Are you saying that he weaponized the government to do this or that he's not guilty of these things? I think I'm trying to interpret the law that you described. I think it applies to someone who may want to invade Fort Hood, for example, and take command of the Fort Hood. Sure. Take command of that military installation. From there, you can take control of other military installations. I think that's what that law is about, not, not government officials. Uh, you know, so you're saying government officials are exempt from these laws? Well, I, well, you may want to come up with another law. There might be another law in the box. I'm that, not that coming up with these laws. People have called in saying that they believe that Comey is guilty of treason and sedition. So that's why we're focusing on these two. Well, he, he, what are your thoughts? Well, he kept Hillary from becoming president. How could it, then that was sedition too then? That he should be going to jail for not allowing Hillary to her fair, a fair, uh, just uh, election. Without yeah, letter that he said to... What do you want to say about the Second Amendment? Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I, the Second Amendment is, is not the, the entire uh, Constitution. There's, there's a lot of other reasons for the Constitution. That's to protect society from problems. And these massacres have become a big problem to society. They have become more frequent under Trump. Uh, and I think the reason is Trump is, is ramping up the tension with these arguments. For example, what I was trying to tell you last week about the invade, calling the uh, people from South America invaders, this was an invasion, and combining that issue with them getting free welfare, free health care, that issue tends to create a lot of tension. And to me, it exploded. That tension exploded the only way it could possibly explode. And that would be that guy in, in Allen, Texas, picking up his weapon, locking and loading and traveling 650 miles and, and hunting down Hispanics. That's the only way that tension could explode because Trump has provided right, no solution. I just want to make sure I understand what you're saying. You're saying that the only way that if there is uh, rhetoric that people feel uncomfortable with, that it builds up to a point and it erupts, it explodes, in your words, and that when it explodes, the only way that it can explode is for someone to get in their car and drive 650 miles with a locked and loaded gun to go hunt down Hispanics. That's the only way that this rhetoric can be manifested, because if that's true, everybody in America should be jumping in their car and doing this. No, no, that's not what I said. Uh, you, you don't know that is what you said. No, you don't know I just heard you say it. I'm going by the common law tradition. The common law tradition, you have to deal with specific facts. I'm talking about the guy in Allen, Texas. He's a white supremacist. And he had no income. He had no job. And he, he ex his tension, he exploded the only way he possibly could. Trump has, has, Trump has the Trump administration has provided no solution for this. Right, so this is my argument to you, though, Hector. I'm saying that this gentleman, uh, who, who is a savage killer at this point, he takes issue with what Trump is saying yes. and decides to go and shoot people, and you're saying that that's the only way to deal with that? 
And the other guy in California, he also traveled several hundred miles to shoot people in the synagogue. So those two instances... That's the only way to deal with your political discourse that you disagree with, is to shoot people. I'm not talking about political discourse in general. I'm talking about the material facts in those two incidents seem to be analogous. And they're entirely different than what happened in Parkland and in Columbine. You have to look. You have to... You have to uh, yeah, but you're not answering the question. I'm asking you, you're saying that that's the only way for, for them to blow off their steam. Is this to go kill this particular individual, I'm not talking about everybody, every white supremacist, or every, every citizen that has a... But how do you know that's the only way that they could deal with that? Because that's what he said. He said he wanted to kill his spam. That's what he told the police, the guy in Allen, Texas. All right, so if a guy wakes up in the morning and he says, hey, yo quiero matar a los hispanos, I want to kill Hispanics. How am I going to stop him with a gun law, with a constitution, with anything other than a gun and a bullet to his head? Well, How do I stop him? If he had, if he's a white supremacist and he's loaded with guns and he's traveling a long distances, yeah, you may want to stop that guy because he would fit that profile, that particular profile. How do I know about this guy? Well, they knew about him. I think they were reporting. Well, that's law enforcement. I'm talking about me. His, his mother contacted law enforcement. She was concerned about him. So they, they knew something about this guy. They knew he had guns. Maybe they knew he was a white supremacist. Okay, so based on what you're telling me, we should take away guns from anybody who is a white supremacist and says they want to kill people. I agree with you. I, I would never disagree with that. The point is how many people are out there saying, hey, I'm a Nazi and I want to kill people. Well then, how do you how do you, look? These massacres have become more more uh, more uh, frequent under the Trump administration. How do you? Which to me suggests that mental illness is becoming more prevalent. Under Trump, under Trump, but, but not, no, not, okay, not with but under Trump, now mental illness has become more prevalent under Trump. I, I don't buy that. I mean, I think it's his rhetoric is creating a lot of tension. You have the issues in. Uh, in uh, uh, North Carolina, okay, the so, white so your argument here is that the, what the president is saying, the words coming out of his mouth, yes. the political rhetoric is driving people to kill people. Yes, because the way he frames these issues, the way he puts them out there, it, it has the, the power to create that kind of tension. The immigration issue is not going to create a whole lot of tension because those are the people coming in through the entry points. You can hire more border patrol agents. You can put them in cages like they're doing now. That's not going to create a lot of tension. But when Trump starts talking about Mexicans invading America, criminals, bringing in fentanyl and heroin, they're drug traffickers. Even though there was a, a, a lawsuit against Johnson & Johnson who just had to be for 60% of the opioid in this country, Trump is blaming Mexicans for that instead of Johnson & Johnson. All right, Hector, thank you for your call. I totally understand what you're...